Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We have a fun topic today. It's a fun topic to talk about because we get to make, well, collectively, all of us get to make fun of real estate signs. The topic today is how to hot rod your real estate sign for maximum lead generation. Uh, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. I, I really love this topic as well because, you know, what's crazy, so many agents out there discount the value of the sign and in fact when they know things are going to sell pretty fast since we're all still in a pretty low inventory market some agents are actually saying i'm not going to bother with a sign at all why bother it's going to sell by midnight anyway to which we will reset their mindset into realizing that your real estate sign once it's hot rotted properly can indeed be a great lead generation spoke when so many of you guys are starved for listings this is something you can't ignore. So I really like this topic because it works. So I'm going to sell you guys on why you need to have good, uh, powerful, absolutely drilled down for sale signs. And I'm going to do. I'm going to make it as plain and easily understood as possible. Because look, it's Friday and all of our brains are a little bit, you know. We're, it's so yep. I'm going to make it so you guys don't have to think. Here's the bottom line: you have to think like a buyer. Now look, I'm going to. We're also. Our focus is helping you guys be listing agents, so don't think I've forgotten that. And I'll reel it back in and make sure you're clear about how this relates to sellers as well. But let's think like a buyer. Where do most people start their searches for a house for sale? And, and if you're in a higher-end price range, it's even going to be more so because you're going to be dealing with people that are basically going to be in, uh, you know, relocating from out of state or out of the country, all the rest of it. So where does everyone start their search? On the Internet, of course. Now, the Internet buyer leads are the least motivated – most looky-loo type buyers, least qualified usually, they're people that could just basically be screwing around while they're waiting for a cab and hop onto Zillow or Realtor.com, get suckered into filling out some form. That lead gets sold to an agent. You guys think you have a buyer lead. Technically, you just have basically a nothing lead. That is, uh, in essence, what a lot of you guys have you know, convinced yourselves are good leads are these just nothing leads. And remember also, that same lead, not that I'm going to talk about this, not much anyway, I'll try to you know, not talk about it too much, but that same lead is getting sold to five other agents. And what makes you think that same consumer didn't go to Zillow, didn't go to Realtor.com, didn't go to five other websites, also leave their information. So now that same buyer's information has not just been sold to five agents, it's been sold to potentially 50 or 100. So that's the reason internet leads have become, uh, frankly, a waste of time. I know some of you are going to argue in your head that you had some buyer lead one time or another. That doesn't, that doesn't uh, invalidate what I'm trying to explain to you. So I want you to set your emotions aside and your confirmation bias aside, and I want you to please listen just to logic. Okay? So buyers start their search out on the Internet. That's, how, that's the behavior pattern. I, you know, Julie and I look for stuff online on Realtor.com primarily and on Zillow, of course. Okay? Now, number two. What happens is buyers, once they focus in on a particular area, let's assume this is somebody looking for a house for sale. Maybe the area is like, you know, a particular uh, school system. Maybe the area, and this is the case with most people, is within a 
specific drive time or geographic area from where they will worship maybe or where they'll uh, work or well those types of considerations where the kids go to school so what happens is people start search searching wide and they start drilling down based on obviously their own personal preferences duh right no new information here and then what happens is they start focusing on particular types of homes or particular homes with certain size lots or certain si just certain amenities or things like that so again, I mean, if you think about it, in your community, there are areas that, for example, might ha be closer into the city, have older homes with larger lots. The floor plans are essentially obsolete, but because of the locations of those homes, they're very desirable if, for people that want to live close to the city. I get that. You should, too, whereas you might, you might also have people that want one-acre lots. Don't mind driving to work for 35 or 40 minutes, or if you're in L.A., three hours you know, those types of people, too, you, you know, they're going to focus on what's most important to them. Okay, so they go online and do a lot of their sifting and sorting, and then what they start doing is they start driving the neighborhoods. They start going to the neighborhoods on the weekends. They start checking it out. They start going to what? Open houses, and they call off signs. So what I'm here to tell you is if you look at the life cycle of a typical buyer, and I don't remember the exact, you know, research results from National Association of Realtors, but your typical internet buyer is 12 months or more out if they ever buy at all. If your typical sign a person driving a neighborhood and calling off signs and going to open houses, that's an immediate customer normally. Now, how does this relate to sellers? Depending on the price point of what your um, you know of the house, the, essentially, if you have a first-time home buyer house, don't think that home buyer is only going to be a first-time home buyer like I just said it. It could be a downsizer. It could be an investor. So the nature of the types of people that buy what would traditionally be, for example, a move-up house, a luxury house, or you know, or on up, or the first-time homebuyer house. Don't think in those conventional terms because the reality of it is, is uh, real estate has a very diverse number of types of people that could buy the property. You, when you're doing these open houses, when you're actually there, the people that are going to walk through, the people that are calling off the signs. Those are going to be the buyers who are searching in the neighborhood. And again, if it's a price point of a move-up house, they're probably going to have a house to sell. If it's a downsizer house or a first-time buyer house-type price range, they still might have a house to sell. I'm pulling this back into showing you guys how it relates to getting listings. If it's anything, you know, if it's like a luxury house or whatever, they obviously will have a potentially at least one house to sell before they purchase that property. So when you are thinking in terms of buyer calls, you have to realize in all price points, people are probably going to have a house to sell. At least 50% of the time, if you ask the question, it's part of our buyer pre-qualification script, and I'm not going to give you the script now. We've shared it with you on the podcast before, and of course it's on Premier Coaching. So Premier Coaching members, make sure you use the script and the questions exactly as we've written them. Uh, but when you have your mindset geared into the fact that the best buyers and probably sellers are going to be calling off your signs and also going to open houses, if you think in terms of that, then what you're going to realize is the sign is the, simply the best way for you to generate the highest quality leads. And yet so many of you don't. Here's another little fun thought. Julie and I realized this when we were in real estate. So when we were in real estate, we sold for 10 years in Ohio, 100 to 200 homes per year, okay, all that. So we realized that most of these agents' brokerages were giving them the exact same sign, which was uh, non-reflective, which looked like crap, 
which basically didn't have any kind of real calls to action. There was no real – all the sign was doing is just basically saying, I'm a sign. Here's the name of the broker. It was doing nothing to try to generate a lead. So, so it, they were terrible. So what Julie and I did is we realized, okay, we looked at the local zoning laws, and we realized that most of the uh, for sale signs that were being used were about half the size of what you could legally put in someone's front yard. And we also researched the zoning laws, and there were no laws against making reflective signs. If you guys – okay, a reflective sign is like a stop sign. When you hit a stop sign at night with your headlights, that glows. So Julie and I had these really big metal reflective for sale signs um, that we would put in people's yards. And you could see these for sale signs like way far away because of the fact that they would, re that they would uh, reflect back. Now, that was something that we would use as a selling tool on a listing presentation. We'd literally show a picture of one of our signs at night and one of our competitor's signs at night, and we'd say, Mr. Seller, would you agree that in your you know, neighborhood you're going to have a lot of folks that – you know, we lived in Ohio, so you, in, the, in half the year you didn't have a lot of daylight because it got dark early – so, Mr. Seller, can you understand the fact that most people are coming home uh, or driving through neighborhoods after, say, 6 o'clock when it's going to be dark out or darker out? And can you see the advantage of having a reflective uh, for sale sign in your front yard? It's going to grab people's attention. But I, I'm getting into Julie's content. I don't want to meander there. But here's the thing you have to understand. Your for sale sign as a real estate practitioner is a legal billboard in the, in the front of someone's house. Think about how, how much that's worth. What would a car dealer, what would a chiropractor, what would Amazon pay to be able to put billboards in the front of people's houses? Guys, that's incredibly powerful, and for sale signs and political signs are some of the only things that are legally allowed in most people's communities to go in, your, in the front yard. So you literally can have a billboard that's essentially free in the front of someone's house, and if you, if you hot ride your sign like we're about to describe, you'll generate leads from it. Okay, did I change your mindset about a for sale sign? <laughs> so, Joy? I hope so. That's right. Okay, so we've made the point not to take your sign for granted. Turn it into a mini spoke on your lead generation wheel. Your real estate sign is a moment of truth. That means that neighbors, agents, buyers, seller prospects make snap judgments based on how your sign looks. Your real estate sign is a mini billboard full of lead generation opportunities, but you must outfit it correctly. So for those of you who are being lazy and not bothering to use a sign, don't come crying to us when you don't have listing leads. Okay, so that's the first place to remove that thought process. The next excuse we hear is, well, I don't want any more buyer leads. Tim just put that objection to rest by reminding you that even in a first-time buyer listing price range, Many times they do have something else to sell. Maybe they have a condo or a townhome. Maybe they're an investor with six other properties they'd like to get rid of. You don't know because you're not getting the call in the first place. And if you are, you're not asking the question, which home in the area do you plan on selling? So I have to put all their objections to bed first before we hot rod their real estate sign. So there you have it. All right, how are you going to do it now that you're convinced that you're going to take your sign seriously? Point number one. Put only your phone number on your sign, ideally using 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM with a dedicated extension. At the very least, your mobile number, not your office number. Why? Because you've worked really hard for your listing. The leads should go to you instead of populating floor time for everyone else. Some of you have 
basically put the kibosh on signs because you've never set it up right, which means you don't believe sign leads are any good. We're here to correct that right now. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? Got to get your own leads. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. That was, thank you for um, – that's number one. I'm, I'm going to emphasize what Julie said, and then I'm going to address the legal aspect of what she said. In many states – okay, so first of all, only one phone number, and the phone number that you should have on your sign is only – uh, an IVR phone number, an interactive voice response. You don't know what that means. It doesn't matter. Just go to 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. You do not want to have uh, three phone numbers. Some of you even have more phone numbers because it is a shit show. The buyers will not know what to call, who to call, so they won't call anybody. What 800-HOME-HOTLINE does is, is a, 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 essentially a call to action for free 24-hour recorded info on this house. This is what the sign says or the sign writer says. Call you know 1-800 and whatever your phone number is in the extension that pertains to the listing. This technology, guys, has been around forever, and it will always be around because it's incredibly powerful. Now, you could also do a text version of that, which 800 Home Hotline also offers, um, where you can have the information texted. So when they call, just so you know, uh, this is a little advanced information for you. When they call the 800 Home Hotline, they're going to hear a recording. This is the whole process, guys. So they're going to call 800 Home Hotline. You know, from their car, from their cell phone, parked in front of the listing. It's a brand new sign. You just put it in the yard. The buyer's going to call, maybe a buyer who has a house to sell, and they're going to hear this. Hi, thanks for calling at 123 Elm Street. You're calling about, you know, this is a wonderful three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath house. The kitchen's been recently remodeled. It's got a very private backyard with no views from the neighbors. Um, the pool was re whatever. Just a little bit of information, not a lot. And then what you're going to say is the house is priced in the low 500s, the mid 500s, the upper 500s. Do not give an actual price. You don't, you don't want to give an actual price for two reasons. One, because you don't want to completely satisfy their interest in the pro property. And if you give all the information, it's a long-winded voicemail. Some of you make this mistake. You're not going to get a lead. They're going to get what they wanted from you, and they're not going to need to talk to you. Uh, number two is if you do a price change, then you have to redo the whole recording. So our suggestion is you always hit it with the, the low, medium, and high price range. Okay. Now, what's going to happen then is at the end it's going to say to hear the current price on this house and other listings that are similar that might be coming available in the neighborhood, please press zero. Half of them will press zero. The call gets immediately transferred to your cell phone. Not the calls, not the uh, floor time for any agent or whatever. Now, if you have a staff or a team, you can round robin it. But I'm here to tell you, having made that mistake when Julie and I were in real estate, and we at one point had buyer agents, they are lazy for the most part. They will not follow up with them right away. So you either want to have a dedicated person doing those return calls, or you just want to get the leads yourself. Personally, I would get the leads myself, uh, and then peel off the, the houses, the people that have houses to sell. So I here's okay. So they have an option of pressing zero. The call will get directly transferred to your cell phone. You answer the question about the property. If they don't press zero, here's where the magic happens. If they don't press zero, you still are given their information. Why? Because anytime somebody calls a toll-free number, like you will have, they are uh, the person who's receiving the call is the one that's being billed, and so you can't block your number when calling a toll-free number. So if you call from your cell phone and you call an 800 number or whatever, 866, there's a, you know, many, many different versions of that now, 888, that person, even if you block your number, even if you've paid to have your number blocked, will still get your phone number. Probably 75% of the time you'll get the phone number. So then let's say they didn't press zero, 
but let's say they were interested um, you still you get a text or an email however you set it up so you'll be notified when someone uh, dials the number and hits the extension that pertains to a listing um, and then you'll be notified and then you call them back and guys I said this so many times back in the 90s or into the early 2000s I haven't memorized even now um, I call them back and say hi this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty as a courtesy when people call our 800 number we'd like to give them a quick call back to see if any uh, questions about the home they called about and here's how they'll react they'll always react with amazement that somebody called them back right away they'll always react with amazement that you call them back within like 30 seconds and when you do that here's what they'll say well yes I was interested in is that home still available or what's the actual price on that property? And then you say this, well, let me check to make sure it's still available, or let me check to get you the current price in the house. And what I'm about to tell you, listeners, I hope you're writing this down, then the next question you ask is, oh, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Okay? Don't screw around with trying to bond with them or trying to you know, share stories about your dog or, oh, you're from the neighborhood, I'm from the neighborhood. Don't waste time with all that crap. Just basically follow the script exactly as we have it written. And what's going to happen then is you'll find out that in many markets, 50% of all the people calling off your sign, calling the 800 number, are going to have houses to sell. Then you're going to start building listing inventory. The other thing you'll discover is when you put the sign in the yard, doing it exactly like Julie's going to finish describing to you in a second, the other thing you'll discover is that uh, a lot of neighbors will call. Most of the people calling on the house within the first like three days are going to be neighbors. Why would neighbors be calling? Because they're calling to find out what the price is. Why are they calling to find out what the price is? You know as well as I do, they're thinking about selling their own home, either now or sometime in the near future. You've got to call all of them back. It's what Julie and I call furiously fast lead follow-up. That is the key to making all of this work. Do you understand how these leads cost you nothing? You're paying nothing for them. You're getting them off your sign. When Julie and I say be a listing agent, focus all your best energies on being a listing agent, it's because when you're a listing agent, if this is all you do with this, what we're describing right now, you'll have to beat the buyers off with a stick because you'll get so many buyer calls, and depending on the house in the market, half of them will also have houses to sell. This is how you build one of the ways that you build tremendous momentum in your real estate business. This idea has been around forever. Julie and I did this starting in the mid-90s. All of our top agents still use this system. It works incredibly well. 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Ms. Harris? Yes, that's right. And in fact, all of these things we're talking about work about 100 times even better than normal when we're starved for inventory. Everybody wants to know yep. about the next new listing. Everybody wants to know about coming soon. Everybody wants to know what the price on this one's going to be. So to not do this, you are literally turning your back on income on people that you should be able to help. So just have to remind them and poke a stick at that a little bit. Okay. So again, uh, point number two, do use 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM to capture leads that you'd otherwise lose. Lots of more details and scripts at 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Okay. Point number three, install a clear weatherproof home brochure box. It could be on the post, on the sign, doesn't matter. Use the box. Stop calling your brochures flyers. Okay? Invest in decent quality paper, full color pictures, a simple but powerful description, and one phone number. Make 50 extra so the homeowner can easily keep the box stocked. Now, I can just hear them saying, well, why would I want to bother doing that when the house is going to sell by midnight? Remember, that is not the point here. There's several things going on at the same time. Number one, it's a point of difference. Every other listing in that neighborhood and competing neighborhoods is going to notice that you're making an effort at a higher level in spite of the fact that your market is probably hot. 
Okay, those are potential listing leads for you. Secondly, it's making your listing shine. That seller's gonna love you. If anything goes wrong or sideways, they're gonna see all the effort that you've made and you're going to maintain a great relationship. Third, as they see their flyers disappear and they have to stuff their brochure box, they're also gonna see that you're doing a killer job. But most importantly for you, you're gonna be getting more calls and lead generating off of your sign. Remember on the brochures, erase the word flyer. Flyer is what people give out on the strip in Las Vegas for bars, okay, brochures. On your home brochure, you're going to have just one phone number, and you're also going to, again, just like on the recording, you're also going to have a price range. So it's, if it's 550, it's mid 500s. They're gonna call to find out if that means 529 or 579, okay? So use clear weatherproof home brochures. Somebody's gonna email right now, where can I get them? Amazon has lots of great options, black ones, white ones, clear ones. You know, on the- But get on the clear one, get, not, but, but to, Julie's, clear to Julie's point, Clear is best, but get one that has a window so they can see that there's brochures in it. Uh, and do not email or bother us asking us where to get brochure boxes. Do what Julie just said. So those of you who are going to be lazy and try to email us asking where we should where you should get brochure boxes. Post it we're on not Facebook. Going to just to go to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but get one. Here's the key, though. Get one that has a self-closing lid, like where Julie and I lived. There was so much nasty, windy weather that basically you, if you didn't have a self-closing lid, the brochures would get completely filled with you know, rain and whatnot. So just that's it. That's your tip on choosing your brochure box. Every single – Julie, I don't, I don't have your notes right in front of me. But every single one of your brochures for your houses should be set up like this. Remember I told you this. On the front should be the subject property. Do not give a bunch of information. You want to keep the information sparse because, again, you're trying to direct them to call the 800 number for current information, for complete information. You want them calling the 800 number because then you will get more leads. And on the back, I want you to have, if you're doing a guaranteed home sale program, have an advertisement for that. If you have other listings or if your brokerage has other listings, put the listings on the back. And also for every listing that's for sale, do consider having the 800 home high line extension for every one of those as well. Now, some of the sellers or some of you are thinking, why would a seller want their competition advertised in the back? And I understand of their flyers. And so you have to explain to the seller, Mr. Seller, listen, I'm going to put you know five or six different houses on the back of your home brochure. But remember, they're not necessarily direct competition for your house. And on the back of their brochures at, at on you know those signs is essentially the same marketing for your house. So what we're doing is trying to cross-pollinate, get buyers from one neighborhood to look at another, and they will instantly understand the power of that, and they'll see that what you're trying to do is basically give them better, quicker exposure. Julie? Yes, it's funny that you don't have the notes in front of you, and yet you just read my mind. Okay, so well, that's because we uh, we we've done this a lot of times, so and we did it ourselves, of course. So that was the next point to yes. put what you put on the back of the home brochure. You know, maybe they're driving through the neighborhood and they look at the house and something rubs them wrong. They don't like whatever color it's painted, but they love the neighborhood. They wouldn't normally have called on that, but they got the home brochure. They like the house that's on the back. You still get the call. That's the point. You still create the opportunity to not just sell your own listing, but also to create another listing lead in the neighborhood, another buyer lead, et cetera. Okay, point number five, QR codes don't work. Skip it. Also, no double opt-in landing pages or offshore virtual assistants, quote, converting your leads for you. Don't be lazy. Some of you figure you're going to go hot ride your signs, but you don't want to deal with the phone calls, so you're just going to have somebody else deal with it. No, 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 no. These are hot leads. <sighs> anyway, I get excited about you this. You know what, the, the, the QWR six. thing – 
The Q, but look, yeah. the QWR thing, it's not really around as much as it was, but I know some of you guys are still getting marketing material from people telling you to put QWR. Those are those little barcode things. So those things in Japan, that's where that whole phenomenon started as a marketing thing, but it really truly doesn't work in the United States because you have to take a picture of it. You have to have a QWR reader in the whole thing. Nobody does that in the United States, and don't have that on your sign. Guys, the point of this, what we're describing for you, is not just to impress the seller that you're proactive with chasing leads, but it's also to generate leads. QWR codes do not generate leads. Sending people to double opt-in pages does not generate leads. Telling people to go to a website does not generate leads like 800 Home Hotline does. Okay, That is the bottom line. Julie. That's right. Point number six, coming soon signs also work. Now, these can be simple bandit signs. You don't have to spend a lot of money on this, but again, it should have just your 800 number on there, coming soon, be the first to see it, something of that nature. And you can certainly put your home brochure box next to that as well. Okay, so do, do, coming soon. And by the way, we have a dedicated podcast. So if you go to realestatecoachingradio.com, you can find a previous podcast that is 100% coming soon strategies, not just signs, but everything else you need to be doing with your pre-marketing, again, to generate more leads for yourself. All right, so point number seven, we talked about consider real estate, uh, reflectiverealestate.com for reflective signs, especially on rural properties, but I think it is a nice point of difference for all listings. Point number eight, don't have a confusing, overly busy looking sign, Tim, you mentioned this at the top, with three hang down writers and 14 phone numbers, a website, your Facebook address. Keep it simple. You want to actually be getting the calls. Don't distract them. Point number nine, advertise on your sign what's happening, especially when you make it happen fast. So the trajectory on your signs, again, this is under the don't be lazy category, coming soon, for sale, open Sunday, pending, sold in less than seven days. The neighbors are paying attention. Again, this is absolutely a billboard. It doesn't even cost you much money. You have to advertise what you're doing. So don't just throw up a for sale sign and that, that's the only writer you ever use. Invest in coming soon, for sale, open Sunday, pending, sold in less than seven days, sold in less than 30 days, uh, sold for more than list price. Those types of writers do matter. Um, and then, of course, an actual sold sign is the best advertising you can do in that neighborhood. Point number 10, call all sign calls back immediately if you didn't already answer the phone when they called. Immediately means now. Remember, many are not just buyer calls. They have a home to sell first. Which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? Don't sit on these leads. Again, some of you think that sign calls suck because you don't call them back for like 30 days and they don't, when you get starved for deals, and then you just dig into your past lead follow-up, and they don't even know who you are or what they called on, and they may even already be in contract. You can't sit on these leads. Urgent means they barely hung up before their phone rings with you calling them back. And Tim gave you a killer script that you can listen to in the podcast replay and get really great at this. So I'm going to turn this over to you, Tim, because I have to get to Premier. Speaking of Premier, back well, to you. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Bottom line, you need to hot ride your for sale signs. If, if you're in a brokerage where everyone's signs look the same, well, guess what? That's not going to do you any favors when you're trying to differentiate yourself in the eyes of the sellers. Do everything that we suggested. You, if anything, go look at billboards. When you're driving down the interstate today, look how billboards have one message. You know the most effective billboards are the billboard ads where the billboard uh, you know, the company is trying to get you to take out billboards ads. Have you ever noticed that, guys? The 
you're looking at this sign right now type things. Have you ever noticed, like when you're driving down the interstate, the where there where there's an, a, a billboard that's looking for an advertiser, the billboard companies have killer ads to get you to notice the fact that you could be advertising on that billboard. And what is the element of that killer ad? It's always something to grab your attention, and it's one phone number. It's one call to action. It's like essentially imagine seeing your house or your, your house, your, your business advertised here or whatever, or your uh, business uh, exposed to you know, one million drivers every day or whatever. It's one message. And what happens when I look at a typical real estate for sale sign? It's a shit show. It's too much garbage. It's no call to action. Now, I'm going to give you guys some advanced information. In some states, you legally cannot put a phone number on your sign that is not your broker's phone number. That is easy to deal with. When you're ordering from 800 Home Hotline, you need to just basically put the account in the name of your broker in your uh, name. No law says who has to be paying for the service. So 800 Home Hotline is like 30 bucks to $35 a month. When you set up the account, just put in the, set, in the name of the account, ABC Realty forward slash your name, or maybe not even your name at all, your broker's name on the invoice, and then your credit card information, and you pay for it yourself. You guys get it? That's the way that if someone says you're using a phone number that's not owned by your broker, you could say, yes, I am. Here's the, a copy of the account. There's the broker's name. That's their phone number. Obviously, tell your broker you're doing this. Um, and make sure in some states, very few, but in some states, brokers' phone numbers need to be on record at the Division of Real Estate. So just add that phone number to the record. That's it, guys. And then you can start basically peeling off lots and lots of buyer leads. You will get buyer leads from doing what we just described to you that have houses to sell, like I said, 50% of the time. In some cases, more than 50% of the time. If you're dealing with a move-up house, uh, in other words, it's right in that mid-price range, you're going to have first-time buyers moving up, they'll have a house to sell. You know, first-time sellers moving up looking for a house to buy, they'll have a house to sell. You'll have downsizers. You'll have reload people. Depending on the price point, you might have investors. So you can generate so much business from doing this right. This is the reason that we tell you guys to know what your real estate magic number is. When you know what your magic number is, the number of listings you need to have at all times in order to reach all your financial goals, and you just do this, and a couple other little basic marketing things, it's easy to maintain the momentum of having enough listings to reach your financial goals. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you don't have your real estate treasure map completed, I've made it easy for you. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and not only are we going to give you the real estate treasure map, which is a, a fill-in-the-blank you know, basically business and life plan, but we're also going to give you five other books, including the um, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. And you're going to be entitled to a coaching call, a free coaching call about lead generation with one of our new member coaches. So, guys, there it is. There's your homework. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Go to, go to 1-800-HOMEHOTLINE.COM and take action on these ideas. Look, guys, we're only, at, we're only halfway through the year. You still have the opportunity to make this the best year ever for yourself. If nothing else, you can still have the opportunity to build huge momentum for 2019. If you need Julie and I for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow or anytime. Remember, guys, you can listen to all of our literally thousands of past uh, podcasts at iTunes.com or you can go to TimAndJulieHarris.com, Stitcher.com if you're on an Android it, the information is available for you. And also, we've got a bunch of videos. We never promote them, but basically have the podcast on YouTube as well. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you tomorrow.
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.